I will say the relationship that I had with Prince was incredibly special. There was a love and appreciation outside of me working for him. This being is still connected to me and he's still guiding me. It started in dreams. He said things to me like, Crystal, I'm not there. I'm not there anymore, you know? And so you don't have to hide or you don't have to protect me or you don't have to keep this secret. And like, and because there were so many secrets for so many years that I held on to, he's finally like given me that permission to just like release it. Welcome to Soul Sisters Get Real, the show that goes deep in who we really are and why we are really here. We're your hosts, Karen from the States and Eleni from Australia. We've had heartfelt conversations as soul sisters for years, and we're ready to share our truths, stories, and life lessons with you. And to inspire you to connect to your truest essence, which resides deep within your soul. There'll be tears, there'll be laughter, and there'll be no holding back. So sit back, relax, and let's get real about the things that truly matter. Hello, I am so excited about today's episode. We are going to be talking about Crystal's relationship with Prince, not only on Earth, but also on the other side and how she's continuing a relationship with him. So stay with us. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Crystal. (laughs) Chef Crystal is a seasoned private chef and high-performance nutritional coach, boasting over 15 years of experience working in LA's elite, including Snoop, Will Smith, Prince, Ellen Lucas Films, Mike Tyson, and Jessica Simpson. Chef Crystal proudly owns Spirit Fud, Inner City Kitchen, and has authored The Breastfeeding Guide, A Tale of Two Cities. I am so ready to get started. So thank you so much for being here with us today, Crystal. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited, Crystal. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> First you tell me that, you know, you're like best friends with Prince. And the next thing you know, <laughs> it's all these other people are coming in. Will Smith, for God's sake. <laughs> so, oh my God. So I'm so excited to talk to you today. You were, like Karen said, you were Prince's chef and then you became like his business manager, mm-hmm. business affairs manager. You traveled with him around the world. I was just speaking to you earlier and we said that because I saw Prince live in concert <laughs> around 25 years ago and it was one of the most epic concerts that I had been to. And I don't often say with every concert that I go to that it was epic, but Prince's yes. <laughs> was. And when I tell people, oh, no, not that singer. If you saw Prince in concert, you know, <laughs> oh, my God, it was epic. And you just said to me that you were there with him in Australia <laughs> at that concert. So first of all, give us a little bit of context in terms of how did you meet Prince? Yes. It's so interesting. So as Karen shared, I was a, I'm a private chef and um, I was really fortunate enough um, because I'm in LA from LA. So everyone has an agent. (laughs) So I had an agent that um, sent me to a client's house. I didn't know who it was and said, Hey, you know, they just want you to cook this meal. He's got some concerts and um, would love for you to cook after the concert. Sure. Um, And uh, what ended up happening it turned out, I think I got there probably like six o'clock at night and it was like two o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> no one had showed up yet. I had all of this food laid out, still didn't know who I was cooking for. And next thing you know, in walks Prince. <laughs> 
And he's like, we're not having dinner tonight with people over. It's just going to be me. Can you make me an omelet? I said, sure. And that was the beginning of our relationship. <laughs> and um, I will say what was such a blessing um, was that he saw so much greatness in the people that he worked with um, and um, saw us not just as his like employees, but, um, but as family, you know, and I wouldn't go as far as to say, like, I mean, best friend is like such a, it's like a word that I would say, obviously for a friend, but he really was family for me. And, um, and it meant so much to me to have the relationship that we had and that we still continue to have. I, I really believe he is an angel guiding over my life. Um, and, um, and just a vessel of knowledge. And, um, I'm just, I feel really blessed to be able to talk about him. If I can just interject here, Crystal is a very good friend of mine. And I know we've been very good friends since our leadership course about three yes. and a half, maybe years ago. Yes. And many times Crystal has mentioned how you get signs from Prince and you feel mm -hmm. him and you still have a relationship yes. with him, which is so beautiful. Can you tell us Absolutely. a little bit about that? Yes. I mean, <clears throat> to be honest, like it's, really thankful to you, um, Karin, and just like allowing me to, um, to speak to the angels that like, that guide me and Prince, um, and one of my best friends, um, from high school, the two of them have been like the loudest, like in my, my head. Um, and, um, what's been so, I would say him being gracious enough to even stay connected with me, um, whether it's like, in my own personal life and the things that I'm doing and the growth and his continuing to say, I can hear him saying to me, you need to stop working for other people and you need to work on yourself and focus on yourself and your own businesses and, and building your own business. And he used to always say, um, to a lot of us, but like that our, um, he is just using his name as like a stepping stone, right. To be able to like get our name through the door. And then after that, it's all us. And I really feel like since his passing, like that has settled so much within me because I've been successful in my life because of the journey that I've had with him. But the constant reminder, like I said, of him as an angel saying to me, like, you've got this, you don't need me. You don't need this person. You don't need, like, you, you've already set yourself up to win. And, um, and I'll say even going into his own legacy and continuing his legacy, because for years after he passed, I didn't talk about it. I didn't talk about him. I didn't interview about him. Um, I think I did one interview <clears throat> at that time after he had passed. And I just really felt like it wasn't my place. And it was him, you know, it was, you know, even with Karin and, and like I said, like she said, like during this um, leadership program that we did, it allowed me to see that like this being is still connected to me and he's still guiding me. And if I shut that out, you know, like, yeah, I'm praying for, for, support and the heavens to, you know, guide me. And here it is like, here is this person and, and, um, or this being that continues to guide my life to this day. Beautiful. Can I ask you about the first time that you realized that it was Prince guiding you? How did you mm. feel that it was, it was Prince as opposed to any other spirit? <laughs> what actually happened? Yes. I'm trying to remember the first time, the very first time, um, he, I mean, the thing is like, it started in dreams where it would be like, I would have, um, like just dreams about him and, um, and it wasn't like things that had happened. It was more so 
like future, you know, things that were going to happen in the future. And, um, I'll share a little bit without sharing too much. Like, um, a couple years ago, I had a, a dream where I was like in his home and he wasn't there. Like he literally said, like he was guiding me through his home and he's like, I'm not here, but you're, I want you to be here to create something for me. And that happened years ago. And now I'm currently in the process of, um, doing something <laughs> right now, collaboration. Like I said, I don't want to share too much, but just, um, I'm back in this space with him. And it was a vision that he had given me years ago, but it was from a dream. And interestingly enough, that same, the reason why I knew it was him was because I called <clears throat> one of my friends and shared with her, oh my gosh, I just had a dream about Prince. And she said, so did I. And it was just like that, mo I knew like, and it was, it was, even though, um, it's just so crazy to even think about because she was, even though I had this specific dream and she had another specific dream about him, it was exactly the same. Mm -hmm. It was exactly like he had come to us and like in the, at, at his house in this, and you know, and so he continues, he had been through like coming to me through dreams. And once I accepted it, that's when I felt him, like I could I could feel him. And I, I think part of that, and then I started talking about him and the more I talked about him, the more I could feel him or I understood him. And he said things to me like, Crystal, I'm not there. I'm not there anymore, you know? And so you don't have to hide or you don't have to protect me or you don't have to keep, you know, this secret. And like, and because there were so many secrets for so many years that I held on to, you know, and I felt like I had to, and he's finally like given me that permission to just like release it. And, and it's, it's felt really great. It's opened up a lot for me in my, my personal life. So curious, how many years were you friends with Prince? Um, oh my gosh. So, I mean, I worked for him for four and a half, five years. Um, and then he passed, um, about two years after that, after I had, um, stopped working for him. Mm -hmm. What I think so. is so beautiful is that, you know, in the spirit world, they want us to succeed and mm -hmm. they, you know, they have no judgment and that yes. he's given you permission to just say whatever and be yourself and feel your feelings. And then even when you talk about the project or the mm -hmm. experience that he wanted you to have, can you tell us a little bit about that? Was that Prince's idea? Mm -hmm. Your your inner city kitchen? Um, no, 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 no. That funny thing about inner city kitchen is that I was, I was actually working on inner city kitchen when I met him <laughs> and he took me away from all of it. <laughs> and he was like, come travel the world with me. Um, but really I would say that at the end of my, um, work life with him, he was that kind of springboard you know, to the introduction, like he introduced me to so many people and allowed me to see that I was so much more than just a chef, you know? And, um, because there were many times that I just kind of felt like in my life, you know, working with the different people that you work with, you're just kind of like the help, <laughs> you know? And, um, and with him, it wasn't about that. It was like, how do you get to grow spiritually? How do you get to grow in your business? How do you get to grow as a, as a wife, you know? And, um, at that time, when I first started with him, I wasn't a mother and, and, um, but even having conversations around having children, like it was just, um, it was incredibly special 
And again, it's led me to where I am now um, in my business and in my life and, and also just trusting that. I think a lot of people don't realize that apart from being an incredible entertainer and um, a really strong force in entertainment, he he was and is a really bright light. And in that industry, you know way more than me, Crystal, there's dark forces mm-hmm. that, you know, dark energies and so mm-hmm. on. And yet Prince held the light. Could you speak on on that, on seeing him do that? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely just in my own experience with him. You know, I, I know that everyone had their own experience and relationship with Prince and and not everything was was easy, <laughs> I will say. Um, but at the end of the day, you're right. It's like he was such a light, you know, and um, a light for many people and um, elevated, you know, people's careers um, elevated their, you know, spiritual connection with God elevate. I mean, he was, he played many different roles, um, in that. And I, and so as a light, like he was definitely a guide in the darkness of, you know, and, and, um, that's why I shared around the secrets, um, because I know that he lived so many secrets within his life, um, which therefore I, I believe that, you know, as someone who was connected with him and, um, were drawn to, to people for a reason, and I think that part of um, after his death and up until this point in my life, um, learning to not live in secret, learning to be okay with, you know, um, people not liking you, learning to be okay with um, being loved and receiving love and giving love without maybe not getting love back um, because he, that's who he was, you know, and, and being comfortable in that. I really feel like, especially over the last year or two, um, that's the gift that he's given me is that like, sometimes you're going to have to um, just be uncomfortable. Um, but at the end of the day, the vision is the vision and, um, and you just continue on. Crystal, what you've just said about secrets is really what this show is about because we're all about getting real. And you've just made a really important point, which is I choose not to have any secrets. Mm. So can you take us through that process of how you chose that and the kind of secrets that you would have kept private, which mm. you which you no longer keep private and right. how that all played out because it's fascinating. Right. right. I mean, and like I said, people are drawn to people for a reason, you know, and um, there was a time in my life, I wasn't just as a child, right? It's there's, you hold your family secrets or you hold, <clears throat> you hold a lot of baggage. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And um, I recognize that part of the reason why Prince was drawn to me is because I was, I was really committed to holding his secrets. Um, and whether it be, um, the things that he didn't want to share with other people, um, whether it was whatever he was struggling with at the time, um, whether he voiced it to me, um, or not, it was still something that I held. I mean, we all know how Prince passed, um, you know, and, um, I really, for a long time held on to, um, anything that would protect his image, you know? And, um, and what I realized is that like, that also, like I was, I lived that life, anything that would protect my image. I felt like I didn't want to share, you know, anything that wasn't in, um, in alignment with, with what I thought my audience was per se. Right. Um, and I recognized that that was what the draw was 
between us is that I could hold the secrets for him. Um, and, um, it began to like eat away at me. Um, and even in my life right now, it's like, I, I choose to live each day as best I can, um, without hiding. And so I think as an entertainer or my experience, there's a lot of things that you try to hold back that you try, you want to keep personal. Um, but then you also can't because you're in the limelight and everyone sees you and everyone knows you and everyone knows your, you know, what they think are your secrets. Um, but, um, but they really don't. And I, and I, I feel, um, I don't want to say sorry, but I feel, I have a lot of just like, um, empathy, um, for the fact that at the end of his life, he wasn't able to like share, you know, what was really going on and what was really happening for him. And, um, maybe that was part of it was to protect his legacy. You know? Um, I don't know. I mean, either way it's, it's all out in the open at this point. Yeah. So I'm curious, yeah. how has your life transformed spiritually since you had this awareness of he's not really gone and he's still mm -hmm. here guiding me. He's coming to me in my dreams. And then yes. it sounds like there was a lot of learnings around it. So how spiritually has your life changed? since all of this transpired? Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's taken me some time. It's taken me some years because it was like this, you know, up and down kind of roller coaster wave, <laughs> um, per se, where I was, um, not seeing my own, like how I was harming myself or harming my family by holding my secrets and other people's secrets and, um, and really kind of trying to like manipulate whatever I could to like make sure that nobody knew what was going on in my life, you know? Um, and part of that had to do with trust, trusting other people to hold me, um, but also, um, not being perfect, you know? And so what the lesson has taught me, um, is there is no perfect person, you know, and we're all here serving our, our purpose. And, um, and at the end of our life, um, and again, this is my experience with, with Prince at the end of my life, I would love to have, um, an opportunity to just be open and not have to end my life with people asking questions about me or wondering, you know, um, about me. It is. And it, it, it's such an important point because we do guard ourselves. We guard ourselves and we, and really who are we guarding? We're not guarding our soul because our soul is open and transparent and all loving. We're guarding our ego. Yes. So the ego is the one that wants to be guarded and Absolutely. it wants an identity and it wants to prove themselves to others and it needs to be liked. It needs to be yes. approved of, and it needs to know where it fits in the status of that ladder. So, you know, you talked earlier about, you you know and you work with a lot of well-known people like you said Snoop and Will Smith <laughs> and and many many people that are very well known how do you navigate the ego versus the soul when you're having these conversations with these people how do you do you see it like I know with myself Crystal ever since I saw my my egoing glaring big lights mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now able to see it in myself and in others way way more than I used to so now I can mm. easily see any ego that speaks really quickly whether it comes from me or whether it comes from someone else how do you deal with that 
when you're actually speaking to celebrities who do have to deal with an ego that keeps getting pushed up by the masses, yes. how do you do that? You know, for me, ever since, I mean, I, I, I will say the relationship that I had with Prince was incredibly special um, because there um, was a love and appreciation um, outside of me working for him. And with most of my clients, I really have learned to keep that kind of um, limitation and boundary um, because I think that they get to have, like what I've learned is that they do get to have that privacy. They do get to have um, their life and the people that they share, you know, um, those things with. And I may not be that person for them, <laughs> you know, and, um, and I no longer volunteer that <laughs> like I have in the past. But I will say, um, I do have a couple other clients where I just like adore them and love them and just appreciate like what they've done for me in my life. And, and I know that they feel the same way about me and the things that I've done or shifted in their life and in terms of just their culinary experiences, but also within their own family. And so I will say I've, I'm, um, I don't know, I guess it's just just giving people permission to be themselves, you know, and, um, and also like recognizing that not everything is my business <laughs> anymore. Um, and that also is definitely an ego, right? Because as you, as a chef, like you're continuing, you nourish people. And so with nourishment comes like that vulnerability and openness. And so sometimes I think that if someone is coming in and they're just like, venting to me about what's happening in their life, then it's just an opportunity for me to hold the space. And sometimes I don't need to respond. And sometimes I do. And that's the lesson that I've learned um, is to kind of give myself um, permission to live my life and let them live their life. Beautiful. Tell us a little bit about your spirit fed business. I love the name spirit fed. I know a little bit about it, but I'm sure our listeners would love to hear what what it is that you're doing in your life now that is is speaking to spirit? Yes. So um, one of my dear friends who I met through Prince, <clears throat> Damaris Lewis, um, she actually helped me come up with the name several years ago um, with Spirit Fed. And I wanted, um, again, to kind of create this business where I was feeding and nourishing people. Um, and um, And they felt like, like it wasn't like someone was just giving them a, a, a diet that like, th like they, um, they read on the internet, you know, it was like, there were so at that time, there were like so many different diets and so many different avenues in which people could go in. And I felt like I, w I just wanted a business where I could just f nourish you, where you just felt like, you know what, my soul feels fed. Um, my, uh, my needs are met and, um, and the food is great. And, and it's not, um, it's not just coming in a package you know, that everyone else gets. Um, the thing about spirit fed is I only take on a limited amount of clients. Um, so that everyone feels like they're getting their own private chef experience and I may, they can call me on the phone. I'm available, you know, um, or my team's available. And I wanted people to have access to the people that are nourishing them as opposed to, um, again, this just being something that I was just pumping out food. Um, I wanted to be able to stay connected with my clients. And, um, and so that's how spirit fed came about. There's been a lot of transition with it and, um, maneuvering and it went, you know, I put it on the, on the shelf and then brought it back. And, um, and I just, I'm really happy with it. I feel so connected to spirit fed and because it's, again, it's not just about 
me as a as a nutritionist and feeding people, I also have Karin, who's a part of of Spirit Fed and and um you know with her hypnosis business and and then coaching and then I also have you know Kundalini Yoga and um where it's it's every it's just it's just encompassing the spirit it really is and so you're like oh my gosh like I have someone who's actually present for me and um and my needs and not just food so and not just coaching it's also like I said just feeding the spirit I love that. It sounds like a lot of collaboration with yes. people and, you know, that's where we're at. It's a, it's about not doing something alone. It's about doing yes. it together because we have a common purpose. So bringing this passion project to life, what would be mm. a really important lesson? Because there are many people out there right now that are, have got ideas and mm -hmm. they're sort of getting creative because we're moving very, very fast in this new transformative world. Yes. So what would you say a key lesson is that you learned to bring uh, your passion project to life? Yes, this is such a great question <laughs> because I um, have been speaking on this recently. Um, one of my dear, dear friends said to me um, recently that um, she's like, you dream, I think you dream too big. And um it's interesting because I have a lot of people that have said that to me in my lifetime. Um, but I always chopped it up to, um, I live like Walt Disney where life is like Disneyland to me, where it's like, there's so much joy in what I put out. And, um, Disneyland actually you, like is the place where I go and get grounded. Like I've been like, okay, I'm going to go to Disneyland so that I can figure my life out and where I get to be and be in the joy and the spirit of, of playfulness, you know, because that's what it is. It's, I mean, most of the time, sometimes there's a lot of kids kicking and screaming, but, um, but I do find so much joy in it. And, um, and when that was said to me, I'm not going to lie. It like crushed me. Like I was like the one person, like I, I just was like, I can't even, like, I couldn't wrap my hand around it. And it took me, it took me months like to, to, um, to process that. And, and what I realized is that it's okay. It's okay that I live, I dream big and I, and I have a vision for my life. Um, sorry, it's going to make me emotional. Um, because I've always been this person, you know, and, uh, if it wasn't for people like Prince, right. That like saw that light in me, um, and saw that vision. Um, and it was because he lives so big and, I'm not saying like I'm comparing myself to Prince by all means, but, um, but it's okay to dream big and it's okay to fail and it's okay to like keep throwing the dart, you know, and, um, and miss <laughs> and, um, because one day it's going to happen. Um, and so that's, that's really what it is. It's just like trusting yourself and, and, and letting it be joyful, like really like letting it be the whole process gets to be joyful. Um, and so at the end of the day, I'm proof that it's like your dreams can come true. Your dreams can absolutely come true. And, um, you just keep going. Yeah. And Crystal, yeah. you, you just keep working on those dreams all the time. You know, we talk almost every day in Boxer in our group with our team. <laughs> so I know you so intimately and I never even yes. thought to ask you this. Have you ever reached out to Prince for assistance mm -hmm. for help? for his spirit to guide you in this beautiful project? No, <laughs> I actually haven't. And thank you for, for saying that because I get to, um, 
I really do get to do that and ask him um, because I do know he's there. Like, that's the funny thing is that I know he's there, like saying things to me and like, no, don't do that. Or I don't like that, (laughs) you know, but just really asking um, for his guidance. Yes, absolutely. Well, and what I know on the other side is when I ask Josh for guidance, my son that's in heaven, when I ask him for guidance, he clearly answers me. And yet there are times when I forget to ask him. And then I remind Mm -hmm. myself, he wants to help me. Like he is literally Mm -hmm. waiting there in the ethers to help Mm me write the book, edit the book, find the time, send people my way, like send an agent my way and a publisher my way. And so uh, something I can't believe I never even mentioned to you that Chris or uh, Prince, as much as you guys had this relationship and this love for each other, I am sure he's just waiting for you to ask him. Thank you. I'm sure he is. (laughs) Or probably not waiting. He's probably screamed it at me and I just haven't heard it. (laughs) Crystal, what you just shared then about um, and really opening your heart, I want to say thank you for that, for opening your heart about um, daring to dream big. And it's interesting that you said in the same breath, you said, not that I would compare myself to Prince. Mm -hmm. And that's what we tend to do. It's like the big self is like, yeah, I can can dream big. I I can do anything. I can do this. And then the little self comes in and says, oh, oh, but I'm not comparing myself to Prince. (laughs) (laughs) And in fact, you know more than anyone, he was a human Um, you know he was a he was a spirit in a human body you're a spirit in a human body I'm a spirit in a human body Karen is too and really we put these um you know these status symbols on people and make them bigger because they've got this amount of money or this amount of fame but they had struggles they had challenges absolutely (laughs) he was he was able to shine his light with his singing and and the beautiful, bright force that he was in the world, but so can all of we. Absolutely. And he believed that. That's the funny thing is he absolutely believed that he wasn't any better, you know, than anyone else and that everyone deserved um, an equal opportunity as long as he worked hard. Like he really, really, truly believed that. And so thank you for pointing that out because I get to acknowledge that. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a really beautiful reminder for all of us to Whatever we think in our mind yeah. that dreaming big is, it's it's actually not it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously. Whatever, whatever we think, because we can only go by something that we already know or that we've yes. seen. Yes. Our, our, in terms of dreaming big, we don't know what that is because it's, yes. it's something that we, we wouldn't even allow ourselves to think about because right. we're still think that we're limited in some way absolutely and so like how can you I love playing this game like how can I take it to the extreme like this is what (laughs) I love doing so what is extreme for me and I go as far as I can go but I know that no matter how far my mind goes there will be so many levels Mm -hmm. that I can't even grasp that I'm not even in possible in my in my mind absolutely but but, (laughs) What I love about your story is that um, you you are, you know, achieving your dreams, you are dreaming big, you have got a big vision, you are bringing it all together. And is there anything else that you would like to speak on, you know, dreaming big and making it happen? 
Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> as I shared, Disney Disney is my joy. Um, and um, when I was a kid, my favorite quote, and it still is to this day, is all your dreams can come true if you have the courage to pursue them. And um, I just, it is, it just lives in me. Like that quote, it literally lives in me. And um, and so I'm, I'm just excited for what I have going on in my life right now, you know, because I'm, I have manifested this life and exactly what you said. I wanted it to happen 10 years ago <laughs> and it did it, you know, and now it's happening right now in the time that it's supposed to. And that the, the fact that I'm actually able to hold it, even though some moments it feels so unreal at times, but, um, but I'm able to hold it now, um, because of the experiences and the life lessons that I've had. Um, and I'm able to openly and vulnerably share, you know, the people that I've actually been on the journey with, which is Prince being one of them. Yeah. What you said was so important, so important that you wanted this dream 10 years ago, mm -hmm. but it's your life experience yes. that has, a, that, that, because we don't know, we think we want something, but we may not be ready for it. Mm -hmm. We think we may want the big stages and the big audiences and, and, but we may not be able to cope with the energy because we're not spiritually um, expanded to that point yet. Yes. So 10 years ago, you're a different Different crystal to crystal now, right? Absolutely. How are you different? Five years ago than I was five years ago, and the five years before that, and and I will say, obviously, growth. Um, you know, and um, someone said something to me yesterday, which was people people um can change or people can grow, and like I want to be a part of growth. I get to be a part of growth, and like that is um I've changed many times in my life. I will say, but can I say now like like the growth that's happened is like, it lives in me, you know, and it lives in and outside. And whereas before I, um, I just kept all of that in and now I'm just like, the sky's the limit. I'm so open to talking about growth and, and what my growth experience has been. Beautiful. Yes. I'm very curious. Who has been your greatest source of inspiration or support mm. in this journey that you've been on? That's, oh gosh, like I, again, I'm like, now I'm like, oh, I'm going to cry. Um, my, um, my mother, like my mom, um, I just remember wanting to go to culinary school and like it, everyone say it was a bad decision, <laughs> including her. Um, no, she didn't say it was a bad decision. She just said, can we please have like some other options? And, um, because she wanted me to just, my mom was a nurse and, um, she didn't want me on my feet all the time. And she wanted me to just have just simple, you know, and, uh, but I was never simple and I've never been that person. And so she, um, and she has been my biggest supporter and, um, my angel here on earth and, and, um, and loving me through all of it, like really, truly through all of it and unconditionally. And, um, which is why I, um, I believe I am who I am today, which regardless of how people show up in my life, regardless of what they do, regardless of what they don't do, I still believe in, in humans. Like I believe in like the goodness of mankind. And it's because of her, because no matter what happened in my life, she was still my source of support and love and kindness. Um, even when she didn't need to be. <laughs> um, and so I, um, I'm grateful to her. And then I'm just going to throw this out there. My, um, my future husband, 
um, life, life partner, I will say, um, has really taught me partnership has really like, since we've been together, like what it means to build a life with someone. Um, and to kind of, I will say, I don't want to say take that burden off my mom because my mom is like so wonderful. Um, but it's really shown me that, um, I can have a life partner. That's not just my friend because my friends are amazing. Um, but a life partner that we can build and grow together. So I will say. Beautiful. I love this, Crystal. So moving through all of that, I've just got a question and I love to know you've been through what seems a lot and what would you say was your biggest challenge and how did you get through it? What was the lesson on the other side? Another good question. Um, I will say, um, there are two things. Like I am a massive people pleaser (laughs) and, um, and I used to, um, I never knew how to, um, work through that. Um, I, I, I looked at it, um, especially like now as we talk a lot about people pleasers and being vulnerable, all of these different words, right. That come out. And, um, what I realized it's also one of my strengths, you know, and, um, and seeing, um, people and, um, and loving them for who they are and, um, and the growth that I know that's possible for them. Um, and <laughs> for me, um, the challenge has been putting their needs before mine. And so by putting other people's needs before mine, what's happened is that I have learned to, um, not be my authentic self. I've learned to show up how they need me to show up. I've learned to create what they need me to create. I've learned to be who they need me to be. I've learned to fall on the sword that I don't need to fall on. I've learned to, you know, um, to stand for things that I probably shouldn't have stood for, um, allowed people to treat me in a way, um, that's not an integrity to me and therefore me not being an integrity to them. And, um, that's been such a huge lesson for me, um, so learning how to embrace who I am and how I get to show up for people, but also making sure that I show up for myself first. Well, we ask every guest that comes onto our podcast with us a question near the end. And the question we have for you, because we are soul sisters, get real, and you are truly a soul sister, is what does get real mean to you? Hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> Oof, still learning. <laughs> um, I'd say get real for me is um, is not always being raw. You know, I um, I sometimes think like like that we have this idea that like we have to bear everything down to the mm-hmm. core to be real. You know, and um, and that's not always it. You know. It's not always it. It's not always um, having um, this like massive breakdown, you know, in order to like find the root. Sometimes it's just like it's right there in front of your face and it's so simple and it can be so easy if we allow it. And um, and so that for me has been, I will say, being real over the last um, the last couple of years and, and just like not everything has to be so dramatic. Um, and it can be peaceful. Um, and, um, and that's, that's, that's real. (laughs) Yeah. 
our default position is to be peaceful. Yes. You know, that's that's actually what our default position is, and yet mm-hmm. it for so many of us it's it's not. It is drama. Yes. And I love what you said, Crystal, about um, that it doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be um, that. We we bear our soul and and we don't have to speak on everything to be real. Yes. Being real means to to be ourselves in that mm-hmm. moment, to honor ourselves, to speak our truth, right? And this is what yes. you're saying. Yes. But that's what you're saying. And you and the truth in that moment, what I heard you say is it might just be to not speak. Yes. It might just be to be at peace. Yes. Absolutely. I am choosing peace. It should have been my word of the year. My year, word of the year is obedience. <laughs> um, but but I also peaceful obedience, I will say, or something like that. Because I do, I really um, am bringing in, I'm, I'm, I'm asking for peace in my life because um, I'm asking myself to, to be peaceful in my life because there is, um, you know, there's this, what is that saying? It's like, um, I'm protecting my peace, right? People say that, like, I'm protecting my peace. Oh, sure. And what I realize is that um, there is, like, it's, at least for me, in my experience, um, there is no protecting of your peace. You either are peace or you're not. You know, yeah. you either bring peace to the energy yeah. or you don't. There's yeah. no shield that can protect you from from the world or the things that are happening or like stop like your peace will always be juggled, you know. But if you if you can approach it from a peaceful place, you know, then to me that's peace. That's me. My peace is already protected always. And how incredible that we're talking about peace at the end of this podcast. And what does Prince symbolize with his dove? <laughs> What does he symbolize with his dove? Every time I sing a dove, I think of Prince, right? Who doesn't? Right, right. Absolutely. It's all what peace. is that, that symbol of? It's all peace. Right? That just says to me that he's here. Like he, I, oh gosh, he of course he is. It's all together. I always say that. He always, he always is. That's what the, he wants me to know. It's so funny. I'm planning a wedding right now and I'm just like laughing because I'm like, this is my, in the, and I know we're, we're ending, but I want to share my first wedding. Um, it's my second wedding, <clears throat> my first wedding, he, um, he didn't come and he called me. I had, I had pockets built in my dress cause I had my phone because he wasn't, he wasn't, he, I, he wasn't coming. And so he would call, what, what are you guys eating? What are you doing? You know, how's the dress? How's this person? And so I can, I have these like giggly moments in my head right now as I'm planning my wedding and just envisioning that same, like those moments of like, that he's here and it's those same giggly moments and and um and I know he's he's helping me plan a beautiful wedding. Oh beautiful. <laughs> Prince, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and Crystal, thank you so much. You've been just a joy, a beautiful energy and um what a gift to the world with everything that you're bringing forward with your with thank your you. um soulful food and thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank, Thank you. you for being here. Love Absolutely. Love you. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you loved it. And if you did, subscribe to the podcast. We would so love it if you write us a review and share it with your friends. And remember, always connect to your truest essence. And choose love. We'll see you next time.